I'm Leslie Torres. And I'm Bronna Marks. And together we co-host West Coast Mix and Bounce. For all things West Coast NBA. That's right. We cover the Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, and yes, the Kings and the Suns. When there's something good to talk about. We have a new and fun episode every two weeks where we break down the craziest headlines in the NBA that pertain to the West Coast teams. We are such a niche podcast that you won't find anywhere else. I mean, two girls with experience in the field talking West Coast basketball. Um, yeah, you want to listen. This is West Coast Mix and Bounce brought to you by LAFB Network. Hey guys, welcome back. We have a lot to talk about this episode. We're leading into play-in tournaments and playoffs and postseason and all that good stuff. Um, It's been like a long season, but also a short season. (laughs) So we have definitely a lot to talk about. But uh, just in general, the playoff picture right now, um, it could be shaken up. But there's also, you know, a lot of chances for West Coast teams to kind of prove themselves um, in this kind of situation that is going on post almost post COVID of how the NBA is deciding to uh, run things in this shorter season. So first, we're going to talk about the amazing Suns (laughs) because they are doing amazing things and they actually um, clinched the first. I'm sorry, they had the, they ended their second longest playoff drought and clinched for the playoffs already that they clinched against the Clippers on April 28th. So, Leslie, how are you feeling about that? Um, I'm actually, like, super excited for them. Like, that's the first time they're going to play off, like you mentioned, in 10 years. So, they definitely deserve it. They did so much in the offseason to prepare for this moment. And, I mean... They got it done. They got Chris Paul. They made Booker a better team. They're continuing to work with DeAndre Aiden. So it's definitely showing. It's definitely paying off. And if there can be at least a little celebration, it should be that, that they have made it to the playoffs, which is like, for the Suns, it's pretty a pretty big deal. And um, I guess now it's just going to depend whether they stay in that first or second seed. Which uh-huh. I think is kind of important depending on who goes into the play-in tournament. What do you think? Yeah, um, the Suns look really good. But definitely, I think they're really, they're probably worried less, honestly, about uh, their seeding at the moment. Because it seems like the Jazz, they just beat the Nuggets last night. And that was a really good game. I'm not sure if you saw it. But um, I think the Jazz are like out to be like, yeah, we're the number one in the West, and y'all are not going to um, come for that title. But uh, overall, I feel like the Suns' consistency, mm-hmm. we've seen them go on, you know, five-game winning streaks, six-game winning streaks, and the, they're playing very competitive teams when they go on these streaks. So it's like they're already saying we can last a seven-game series. It, it's it's not really a question for them. And they've been probably the healthiest team yes. um, in the Pacific Division. They haven't really lost anybody. Uh, D-Book is still, you know, averaging his almost 30 points a game. He's on track to score the ninth most points uh, ever before actually being in a playoff appearance. So wow. that's actually a really interesting stat to consider. The fact that he really has been working hard every single day to kind of get to this point. And the fact that they have the veteran Chris Paul, like you said, 
um, on their on their team. This is his 11th consecutive playoff appearance. So he's literally like almost kind of like a grandfather time for the <laughs> whole team. It's like, okay, guys, I've been here. I've done this. Um, but now he's kind of in this situation where it's like, wow, he cannot go get a ring with this team. Um, And he was commenting on the fact that, you know, uh, Monty Williams is a really good coach and he has a really good relationship with him uh, and that he believes in how, you know, he functions as far as a coach and as far as like influencing um, a team. And I think the two biggest wins that we've seen definitely was when they clinched over the Clippers um, Mm -hmm. and then they had a win over the Jazz even though, because I, I believe they were tied for one, um, but since since that tie happened, that was maybe almost a week ago now, they, they tied for first place when they beat the Jazz, and then there is a possibility just because they've, um, I think, beaten them more than once or or I, I believe two times out of the three that they met in the regular season, so... I mean, all the teams almost have like maybe like five-ish games left. So it's definitely going to be a close race. Mm-hmm. But I think where they sit right now is perfect for them. They would play uh, whoever comes out of the play-in series in that seventh seed. Um, but I'm cons- <laughs> the play-in series has me a little like, oh my gosh. Because right now, if we were doing the play-in series today, mm-hmm. it would be the Lakers and the Warriors. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention too. Except. I mean, for the most part, first and second seed are kind of the same. You're playing the bottom tier. But I feel like it's interesting because, okay, well, if you go to NBA.com, they have like this, and you go to like their standings, they have the bracket that moves with it. So you can kind of, and I love it, where it's like, it's like, because it just moves along with the schedule. So correct me if I'm wrong, but if the ninth and tenth seed play against each other, the winner gets to play against the seventh and eighth seed. The loser of that. The, the competition. Loser. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and then who? Excuse me. Whoever wins the seventh and eighth seed is automatically the seventh seed. So, but then ninth and ninth and tenth seed will have to play eighth and seventh seed. Whoever wins, whoever loses from that combo. The say that one more time. It is a little confusing. <laughs> so like. So ninth and tenth seed will play. The winner of that will play against the loser of the eighth and seventh seed matchup. No, so okay, so that how I'm looking at it right now. So like just for example, Memphis and San Antonio would play if it was today, and whoever won out of that would play the loser of uh, L.A. and um, Golden State, and then. The I don't think I think the loser, yeah, the loser of whoever is in the ninth and tenth seed, they're automatically out. Okay, um, got it. so it's only the seventh and eighth seed that it's like there's an extra game for them, so that's why. And we'll talk about this, I'm sure. LeBron had his little meltdown about what's going on with, his, <laughs> with the seating of his team, but we won't get there just yet. But yeah, so it is technically harder for the seventh and eighth seeds because they would have to play an um. They each have like an extra, like an extra step in getting into the. Yeah, that's the what I'm looking. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. So I feel okay. like if you're in the first seed, you would want to be in the first seed because then you would have to play against a team who had to go through at least two wins to get to right. that position. So I mean, if it for the Suns, obviously first and second seed is great. 
this is such a huge opportunity. You said for Chris Paul, who has never won <laughs> a championship. Yeah. But I mean, their focus is just they are still within one game within uh, with the Jazz. So top seed is still an option, especially if they want to just make their chances grow higher. But uh, yeah, this playing tournament kind of got me a little bit confused. I don't get it. But um, <laughs> but I mean, um, they that win against the Clippers was also huge, like you mentioned. And then you have everybody who has some playoff experience and some who don't. So Chris Paul definitely has that experience that can be given to players like Booker, like Aiden, like Bridges, mm-hmm. like John. Like it's a very like young team when you get to look at it. Who will have their first? point of view of a playoff position and so they might lack some experience but I feel like they have Chris Paul there and they have other veterans like um, Crowder as well who can help them and um, just start I mean be a little bit more confident for their championship run so I feel like if anything this could definitely be the Suns year yeah the Jazz will not go down without a fight that's for sure but it's looking very good for the Suns Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I would say just, you know, it's literally been maybe a few weeks since we recorded our last podcast and literally everything has changed because we were like, oh, the Lakers won't drop. They'll be fine. They'll make it through. And I was like, ah. So just as of today, I would pick the Suns out of the West to win it all. If I, if I had to say, I would definitely go with them. I think their consistency, like you said, they're really well balanced. It's, it's almost, ironic how well balanced they are um between young stars older stars um and just their bench depth as well Mm -hmm. they know that you know their stars don't have to play the full 40 minutes for them to win a game um so they have that confidence in each other you could see that you know on the bench in a game they're they're really excited they're very aggressive I think just going into kind of our next segment uh to talk about the Clippers we you could kind of see because that's almost like a rival a rivalry now Mm -hmm. uh they're kind of like those are the top tier teams in the west and they're both in the same state so it's I'm sorry they're not in the same state (laughs) they're both in the same division um and now you could kind of see the the contrast between what a really, really good team looks like, maybe just a little spark more of magic that the Suns have over the Clippers, because I do believe the Clippers definitely learned a lot from last year. Mm-hmm. But in comparison to the Suns, it's just, it's just like how much, how prepared is that franchise, like, would you say? I, look, I wasn't as excited but in the last couple games I was like okay maybe the Clippers do have something some potential there because Mm -hmm. well obviously they played against the Lakers so I was not gonna give them that much praise for beating the Lakers the Lakers are unhealthy they're all a Mm -hmm. mess right now so they do not get any props for that at least on my end you know but I will be giving them credit because they have managed, from what I saw, at least on that game, they got the, the Cousins-Rondo duo that other teams have been looking for for, like, the past <laughs> 10 years, maybe. I yeah. mean, uh, they played so well during the Lakers game. And it's crazy because I feel like other teams have wanted that Cousins-Rondo 
thing that they have going on, like, you know, the Kings, the Pelicans, the Lakers even. But now the Clippers have kind of been able to harness it and they're both healthy. And they were so great in Thursday's game. Like, they complement each other perfectly on the floor. So I uh-huh. will give the Clippers that. Well, maybe once, like, we get, like, playoff Rondo as well, maybe it, it'll be enough for the Clippers to give say teams like the Jazz, teams like the Suns, a run for their money. And then on top of that, you know, they have Kawhi and they have Paul George. And they've also had their own little, like, health issues. So I feel like they don't, because they are the Clippers (laughs) and we know their history, I'm not going to go and fully say, like, yes. But that Cousins-Rondo in such a small amount of time duo is looking really good. And a really big positive for the Clippers, at least on my end, which I hate to say, but I hope they jinx it. And like, they're like, Leslie, why did you talk? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, honestly, it's like a 50, 50 to me. Like they could really go far Mm -hmm. and win or they can just completely flop. Like they did last year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's really just like a throw up in the air because Considering if if you just like, you know, look on paper between the Suns and the Clippers, you know, the Clippers haven't really had big runs like the Suns have, nor have they had big wins against the teams that they're going to be looking to compete against. Um, Just for example, this season, they only have one win against Denver. They have two wins over Phoenix and they have one win against Utah. So these are teams that, you know, they have to Mm -hmm. be to get they have to get past those teams. And just in the regular season, it didn't look like they were enough um, balanced enough or had the high were playing at the highest caliber that they could. Um, and I believe in a lot of those games, they didn't have their full lineup. They haven't been the healthiest. You know, Kwai was out uh, the last like nine of 10 games and he's had minute restrictions. Ibaka, we expected him to be like a big piece to this oh, yeah. team. Mm-hmm. And he's been out for 25 consecutive games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, you have somebody like Pat Bev, who was alternately probably replaced with the, the Rondo Cousins vibe. Um, but he's been out for 12 games. So the fact that they've had to ha- adjust their lineup and um, their coach. Why am I blanking on his name right now? Ty um, Yeah, Ty. So Ty has even said, you know, they have had to adjust their lineups a lot in in these past just few weeks mm-hmm. um, to kind of get some stability. Uh, now, Kwai says, you know, he's played through a foot injury before and that's fine with him um, and he's ready to go full time. But Ty was kind of like, no, we don't want him to play a full quarter. And at the end of the day, I mean, he's your biggest player, so you want him to be like b- besides Paul George but you want him to be at his best capacity and and Paul George has been quiet which we like to see <laughs> not pandemic p right now maybe <laughs> he'll be more like a playoff p um but he's uh he's averaging about 23 points a game right now so he's been pretty consistent and and stepping up and i i believe he's been leading the team in points for their last four games um they did have like kind of that three game skid so you can see that the injuries and the lineups uh, um affect how they play especially in consecutive games so it's like when you go into a seven game series like 
are you going to have all your players for all those seven games? Or, you know, are you going to have to adjust within a 24 to 48 hour span? And how are you going to bounce back from that? So, like I said, it's, it's 50-50 for me. I, I don't I don't know. It could go either way. I'm just like, I'm just going to watch it because either I'm going to have another big laugh or I'm just going to be like, oh, okay, I was proved wrong. <laughs> yeah, like I was looking at their schedule and I mean, they lost to the Nuggets, which is a, a potential, you know, top three team. And then mm-hmm. you lose to the Suns, like you mentioned, they lost. To the, they So they've been losing games. I think what just kind of struck me from that Lakers game was how well Cousins and Rondo played together. That kind of that might be maybe that spark that the Clippers needed. It's still the Clippers, so we really don't know with them. But Mm -hmm. I really liked that seeing that combo finally come to fruition. Fruition, yeah. Finally come. I was gonna say fruition. I might be hungry. (laughs) You know, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Come to fruition. So I. I was like, maybe that might be what they needed. Like you mentioned, Ibaka hasn't really been there for them. Um, Bev has been out. So I feel like their adjustments are kind of maybe a positive to me at this point because they get to see a combo that would have not been possible if everybody was healthy. But still, they are the Clippers. So, well, we'll we'll leave it at that because um, they have the potential there for some reasons in the past, as we've mentioned before, they have just never been able to make it to at least the second round of the playoffs. So this could be their year. This uh, could. It's a big could. Could. It's the I key mean, word. I, I think the biggest thing they have going for them is right now, I believe they're third. They are. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're still third. And they've already clinched their playoff berth. So they're already in. No matter what happens, mm-hmm. they're going to play. They're, they got their start in the playoffs. Now, across the street, <laughs> in the Lakers land, it is a completely different story. <laughs> All the <laughs> tables have turned. <laughs> yes. Uh, just how we mentioned just a few moments ago, uh, if the play-in tournament would happen today, the Lakers would be playing the Warriors. And right now, all the, the only superstar that they have that is fully healthy is Anthony Davis. And he has been trying his best to put the team on his back. But, uh, you know, from comments from LeBron, he said that, and I'm just going to quote him here, whoever came up with that shit needs to be fired. <laughs> um now, I just want to mention, like, a year ago, he was praising the play-in tournament. He said because of the shortened season, that team should get an extra chance to prove themselves and so they could go into the first round of playoffs. Now his team has slipped from number two to number seven. Um, they, they broke the tie with Portland yesterday. They were tied with Portland for the sixth place, and now Portland also has a chance to tie a Uh, break the tie with Dallas right now for the fifth place, I believe, which also would suck for the Lakers. So um, they are not only dependent upon themselves to either automatically jump into the first round um, or have to play those extra games to even get to where they want to be. Now, I think the biggest sign of hope I think I saw was um, that AD does look 
more healthy yes. than he mm-hmm. yeah than he was maybe five four or five games ago. Um, just with this win over Denver, he had twenty five points. He had that major block within seconds. He's really been playing on both sides of the floor, and that has what. That's what we've been emphasizing. We all know that the Lakers' defense is not all together, but when AD is on the floor, he makes a tremendous difference, and that's why they won over Denver. Now, granted, THT made a very questionable shot at the end, and AD smacked him in the head for it. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, they were able to kind of um, include their bench players, like uh, Mark Gasol, Alex Caruso. They have gotten back from their injuries and health protocols and stuff, so they were able to put some points on the board too and give them um give ad some help with uh lbj now they they you know had him back and then he re-injured himself and now he's been out for a few games and now they're like we don't know how long he's gonna be out so that's a lot of questions too um yeah i don't know yeah no they've been struggling for sure with injuries i like even last night's game they have they didn't have LeBron, which we already know, they didn't have Dennis Schroeder, they didn't have THT, so if it's not one player, it's another, and they just can't seem to have a full roster, which is kind of disappointing because you want to see teams do their best with a healthy team, but you have to play with what you're given at this point. And like you did mention, if there was anything positive or the only bright spot is from, is that the is that Anthony Davis is looking just like himself again. He's getting back in a rhythm. And that was definitely the case in last night's loss to the Blazers. Um, that kind of doesn't really help me, <laughs> at least myself, with how I think the Lakers are going to do. I, it just gives me more doubt, if anything, because I can see the potential. But if they don't have all the pieces, if they don't have the rhythm, if they're if they're if they're slowing down on defense, then I I cannot see them even going past the playing tournament. I I can't, and yeah. it's and it's like it's sad because they have so much potential, but injuries have really gotten not only the Lakers but I think the whole NBA definitely I, I really want to know what what the Suns are cooking up because they really have been one of the he- the healthiest teams them um you know besides the Pacific Division them uh Utah you know these are teams that kind of have been atop most they've been comfortably atop the rankings for a while now even on the on the east side you you see you know the Nets and and the Philly dealing with a lot of injuries, especially to their star players, which makes a big difference. Um, so that's definitely, I think we're going to see more of that as postseason starts, because mm-hmm. at this point it just seems inevitable. Um, but like you said, if if the Lakers don't get it together, like within these next, they have maybe, I guess, like four or five games left mm-hmm. also um, in the regular season. And if LeBron doesn't get, back to himself um, and playing top caliber with the rest of the team. Because even when he returned, they lost both of those games. (laughs) Yeah, because he he was Um, still rusty. So, like... how you gonna exactly. how are you gonna be ready for that one game? Like I don't I don't know. Exactly. And honestly, if we're being honest, if they played the Warriors today, they would lose. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I don't think that they have enough just in general to beat a team that honestly has been fighting this entire 
uh, season to just be relevant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't, you know, we've had the Warriors on a question mark this entire season. And now it's like, oh, wow, they're, they look like they're going to actually at least get into the playing tournament and maybe possibly get into the first round. And that would be a lot for them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, and the fact that the Lakers can't seem to get that together, you know, they've lost seven of their last 10, you know, um, they had that big OT win over, uh, Utah. Then they followed that with the L they had two L's in a row to Dallas. They had, you know, L's to the Kings, the Wizards, the Clippers. It just, the list just goes on. And it's just like, if you can't beat these teams when you're at zero, you know, can you beat them when you're at like seven and a half? Because at this point, it's just like, I don't think they're going to be at 10, you know, within the next week or so, it's it's just not going to happen. And it's mm-hmm. like you said, if they can't win two games in a row with you know their star back in the lineup, then how are they going to get past that one game? Or how are they even going to? If they do get into the playoffs, how are they going to rebound from like a o two o three when their players are already not at a hundred percent? So yeah, uh, I think that I think- Lakers have to aim for at least the sixth spot <laughs> like they need to be winning the I don't I if, I if they're in the play in playoffs like tournament I don't know I don't give it that much that much hope for them they need to yeah. find a way to get themselves into the sixth spot at least and win these last few games but I'm looking at their schedule and that's looking kind of tough too they still gotta play yeah. the Knicks who else the Suns oh gosh the Suns yeah. yeah that would be a big win if they were able to slice that win over the Suns that would be big for them the Knicks have definitely been on a run <laughs> um yeah. so and then their last two their last three is Houston Indiana and New Orleans so that they don't really considerably matter but just to have some wins in the win section would help them <laughs> my anxiety is telling me like I want them to lose to the Suns just so I don't get my hopes up but like at the like I want them to win, obviously, but yeah. I'm like I also want them to lose because then it just gives me more like, oh dang, so are they good or are they bad? I can't decide. Exactly. <laughs> but you they're, know they're in limbo for sure. Yeah. Knowing the Lakers in this season, that's kind of how we've been this whole time. We kind of ride for them and then they're they have they take a turn and then we're just like, oh, wait, what's happening? And they go back up again. I'm just like, I can't. This roller coaster ride needs to end soon. <laughs> Literally, like my emotions, like I'm so hurt. <laughs> um, but you know, besides the Lakers, we have one more hope um, in our division for uh, postseason chances, which is the Warriors. Mm-hmm. They have been definitely the most in- inconsistent <laughs> of our group of teams, but they somehow managed to slip into the A spot. And I think they have a really good chance of staying there, if not moving up into the seventh spot, um, just dependent on their, they have five, five more games left. They play OKC, Mm -hmm. Utah, Phoenix. So those two, those two games are tough. Utah and Phoenix, definitely. And then they have um, New Orleans and Memphis, which would probably be a little tough, but Curry, he, I mean, Curry is currying. We <laughs> like don't count him out. Led them in points for like the last over a dozen games. I'm looking at the the schedule right now. It's just like Curry, 32. Curry, 53. Curry, like so. Um, he's broken so many records since the last time we spoke. He's at he broke the record for April. We're in May, right? I don't even know what day it is. Um, for April, for the most 
three-pointers in a calendar month with 96, and he's the first player to reach 300 three-pointers in a season in, um, this fast. So wow. he is leading them. It seems like Draymond is kind of finally taking on the role of, like, the second, you know, the second hero to Curry. It's kind of like, okay, Curry's going to do the points. I'm going to open up the floor, and we're just going to kind of play off of each other because he's been leading mostly in assists, which is great because before it was like we didn't really know what it's like he's scoring zero points, and then he gets ejected, and he has, like, two assists. And it's like, what is your, you know, what is your – point here Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but I feel like he's finally uh gotten a chance to be like okay this is what I am to the team and that has been our biggest question mark like who are the Warriors yeah I think what you said it perfectly his role on the Warriors has kind of been inconsistent or not inconsistent he just hasn't been able to find it so then therefore he became like an inconsistent player but as of now I feel like he's definitely more consistent because he figured out his role and especially on defense and his voice towards the younger players has kind of started to shine through because uh-huh. you you see it in the way that they're playing we had i had some question marks around green like if would it be enough just curry and the warriors but green has managed to step up so i feel like they are in a pretty good position. They're the eight seed, like you said, they're above five hundred. So for the Warriors that we used to know, this might be horrible. But for the Warriors that we know now, I'm I'm kind of impressed because they managed to keep themselves still within the picture and not just completely lose it without Clay Thompson. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I've they have what it, I feel like they have potential. When you said, oh, maybe the Warriors could beat the Lakers, I don't know if I have that much potential or that much hope mm-hmm. for the Warriors. But, I mean, for with Curry, and he's been killing these these last months, I, I wouldn't put it past him either. I just feel like maybe looking at their schedule and who they have to play, they're definitely there. They just got to keep that momentum going and hopefully bring along that young bench that they have so that they can kind of set the tone as well yeah definitely it's important to get everybody involved at this point yes obviously curry is like leading the entire league in points mm-hmm. <laughs> um but at the end of the day you know it really does depend on how you compete against the top top tier teams and they've gone probably half seas with about every other competitive team and their division the lakers the clippers they have wins and losses against them including like you know the top uh, like the Nuggets and the Jazz. Um, so it's just, they're also like, I feel like I give them like a 50-50 to either win or lose in the play-in and then get into the first round. And then it just really depends on uh, how consistent they can be, how healthy they can be for a, a seven-game series. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I totally agree. I'm proud of them for getting this far because, wow, it's it's been like a trek just to get to the eighth spot. I honestly thought they weren't even going to be considered at um, when we got to the end of this road. So, But it gives it gives us more hope even for the next season. You know, looking at them, they do have the groundwork. They've laid the groundwork for a good team. Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah, overall. But they really are missing, you know, they're missing the Splash Brothers. Oh, yes. <laughs> I feel like this is a good kind of way to kind of see where they're at and for next season because they have their bench going on right now, which is kind of solid. So they they also, like every other team in the NBA, they had their like little health injuries. 
So Damien Lee is out and Kelly Oubre Jr. are out, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of allowed them to be like, well, this is what we have going on. And their bench that they have to kind of back up Curry and Draymond is working for them. So they yeah. found something that's working for them. We're, we're going to keep it that way and then just add Clay Thompson next season. It's going to it's gonna look okay. It's not as bad as we thought it was, or at least I thought it was going to be at the beginning of this season. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Ubre, despite his in and out, has definitely stepped up in the ranks. Mm-hmm. Wiggins, Poole, Baysmore, you know, these are guys that you're seeing on the floor more taking more, you know, clutch shots, having more big moments in a game, um, even Toscano Anderson. So whoop, whoop. even if they don't want to, you know, keep these pieces, they have groomed them up enough to make it a package and maybe get somebody else um to come to the Warriors. Eventually so they have, mm-hmm. yeah, so they have options open either way. So definitely proud of the Warriors so far. It's going to be an interesting last two weeks <laughs> for sure. Very. We'll have even more to talk about, I'm sure. <laughs> also okay. definitely want to, you know, give a disclaimer that the WNBA season starts on May 14th. So make sure you support women's sports and there's going to be like a hundred national broadcasted games which is like the most ever i believe for uh the league so definitely a good year to support women's basketball that and then preseason has started as well so there's a game going on right now if y'all are interested in some more basketball if you don't want to watch the nba preseason has started (laughs) and you can watch it like on all it's gonna be on tv i know they have some deals with facebook tv or like the facebook watch too wnba games like literally from anywhere yeah um, real quick, actually, before we go, who, if you had to pick a WNBA team, like, right now to win it all this year, who would you pick? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Okay. Um, I, obviously, I'm a Sparks fan, so I'm going to be like, oh, Sparks, but that's not reality. Let's <laughs> yeah. bring it back. I would probably go with the Aces. Okay. Okay, that's a good pick. I, mm-hmm. I respect that pick. Honestly, I was going to say either the Aces or Phoenix. I feel like they have, mm. like, two really big superstar teams, and hopefully, God be it, they stay healthy. Uh, that would definitely be a great postseason for the WNBA. Well, thank you all for listening um, and tuning in to West Coast Mix and Bounce. I'm Leslie Torres with Bruna Marks. And we'll see you on our next episode. Thank you, guys.